on the Rebel Sports Network from Learfield. Live from Bailiwick, inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino. Welcome to the Runnin' Rebels Coaches Show, presented by Fenley Toyota. Also brought to you by Boyd Gaming, Be Connected, proud sponsor of UNLV Athletics. And by Fenley Chevrolet. Frankly, we're customer-driven. Now, here are your hosts, John Sandler and Curtis Terry. It is so good to be back at Bailiwick here at the Orleans Hotel and Casino talking Runner Rebel basketball. A big week for the Runner Rebels. A big weekend just concluded, and uh, we are in the thick of it as uh, non-conference action is rolling along. Runner Rebels, uh, they're 3-2 and two officially. I like to think of them as 3-1-1. Three, one, and one. three wins, one loss, and... Uh, <laughs> Something else, and we'll talk about that only briefly a little bit later. John Sandler, Curtis Terry, and assistant coach Brandon Chappelle with you here at Bailiwick. We're excited to have Brandon on the show. And there's a little bit of a reason why why Brandon's here and Kevin's not. Let's uh, let's let you in on on what's been going on. Uh, congratulations to uh, Kevin and his wife Allie. Uh, last night they welcomed uh, Vivian Kruger to the world, a, a new Ooh. a new recruit. Vivi. Vivi, future, future Lady Rebel, a, a future a future runner Rebel. Vivi uh, joins uh, Cammy uh, in the uh, the Kruger household, and uh, everybody is doing quite well. And uh, uh, but 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 that may explain a little bit more about uh, why Kevin's not here. He will be he will be coaching tomorrow night, I believe. Uh, Allie is a good sport, and Vivi Vivi is a good sport. So, uh, but congratulations to the Krugers. Congratulations. To Lon and Barb uh, on, on yet another grandchild, and uh, we're all excited to have Vivi in the in the Runner Rebel family. So, uh, big congratulations and, and and thanks for for everybody's health. Um, so, John Sandler, Curtis Terry, and, and Brandon Chappelle with you. We're talking Runner Rebel basketball. Rebels play Whittier, the Poets, at the Thomas and Mac tomorrow night. I think tips at six thirty tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be on there at six o'clock with Runner Rebel warm up, and then. Uh, Back in the uh, in the furnace again next Saturday, as the Rebels take on the number one or two team in the country, depending on who you look at, and a lot could be decided about that tonight as uh, the UCLA Bruins come to the Thomas and Mac and uh, bring all that talent and skill uh, to face the Runner Rebels. Uh, CT, it was quite a weekend. What's up, John? How are you, buddy? It was uh, quite a weekend uh, for the Runner Rebels over at T-Mobile. Uh, two games uh, where. The, the, the one consistent thing we saw was effort from this run of Rebel team. And that was the, the, the best thing to see in terms of just the guys getting after it. Uh, and obviously Brandon um, and Kevin and the whole staff, that's what they've been harping on the, the whole summer uh, leading into the, the preseason and the fall, but now the season's here. And the, the people I've talked to around town since this weekend, that's the first thing that they mentioned. Yep. Not that we got screwed by the ref. Um, not that we lost um, or came up short against Michigan. I can say that. Um, but... Um, but how hard the guys played. And it's funny. I'll tell a quick story. So um, where we live over in Mountain's Edge, an uh, uh, older couple just moved in. Um, it's their retirement home. and uh, Older couple. And the wife was sitting outside on the patio when I got home su- Monday morning at 1.15. So I get out of the car, and I'm like, hey. I'm trying to be quiet. She's like, hey. <laughs> I was like, how are you? She's like, good. And she was like, I just realized that you're on the radio. I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. Cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Um, but she said, we're season ticket holders. I was like, oh, that's awesome. So then we started talking. Her husband comes out. She's like, I'm talking to Curtis. And he's like, I heard you talking. It's late. 
Anyways, they told me where their season tickets are. Um, and I was like, I'm sorry we let you guys down. We didn't get the, win the wins this weekend, uh, but the guys are going to get back to work. And she's like, it's okay. We love going to the games. We go to all of them, and we're just so happy and proud of how, the guy how hard the guys are playing because we haven't seen that for the last few years. And so that, when I get home and I'm mad, that made me feel better. Um, and that's the kind of the silver lining I took out of it because that's what's going to make this team and this program get back to where it needs to be. You are exactly right. And I'm hearing... I'm hearing Shout the, out to Susan. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing the exact same thing. You know, the, the, the general tone from the fans that I've talked to is exactly the same. Boy, we love watching this team play. We're excited for the future. Uh, and, and uh, you know, all, all positive, even after a loss, which, frankly, is a little bit of a change uh, from, from what we've heard over the past, uh, you know, eight, ten years. And uh, it's a nice change, and I think there are a lot of reasons for it. But one of the big reasons is the work put in by the, this coaching staff since they got together. And we bring in Brandon Chappelle, assistant coach, who is uh, doing such a great job and providing so much energy to this team in practice, uh, in workouts, all over the place. Brandon, really appreciate you being here. Let's start by talking about your background a little bit and, and how you got to Las Vegas. Uh, you grew up playing basketball. You played basketball uh, your college days uh, down in Texas. And walk us through kind of the history, if you would. Um, first of all, thank everybody coming out today. Thank for all the support. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I, I kind of had to crawl out of that little, you know, we're still thinking about that loss as well. And I know, I know we got to, <laughs> I know we got to talk about the life story and everything, but, but I think it means something when, when it stings like that, and not just from a staff and a team perspective, but even the fans. So, so we really appreciate that support and, and, and seeing that the hard work is paying off. Um, as far as me, uh, yeah, growing up, uh, playing in Texas. Uh, I'm from Beaumont, Texas, outside of Houston. And to be honest, I kind of hung uh, my hat on and, and rode the coattail of Kendrick Perkins. He was my high school teammate. And so a lot of, a lot of benefits and things we got was off of his back, uh, but still put in a little work and, and was able to play at Lamar University where I was coaching at before I came here and, and played there and had a chance to play a little bit in Germany and, and now full circle coaching these guys and never thought I would coach a day in my life. So, so what, what, what changed your mind? What got you uh, uh, into that idea of coaching instead of whatever else you were thinking about doing? Honestly, uh, it, it, it was just um, kind of just want to give back some of the lessons that I learned along the way and things that I wish I would have known or, or things that I've saw and, and had the opportunity to get into it and, and just wanted to take the chance to do that. So you, you start your coaching career, and you met Kevin at Northern no, Arizona. Correct, correct. I, um, I think it was uh, 2014. I came in in June as a graduate assistant. I think I was there like two weeks. And then uh, Kevin came over from being a graduate assistant himself at Oklahoma with his dad. And uh, he came in in July and, and with us being the same age. And, and I was obviously a, a fan of them and Curtis and them as they were playing in the Sweet 16. I remember – those games and that run they made, so so we kind of instantly connected on that and and just kind of worked hard, put our head down, and and, and kind of did that Northern Arizona thing together, um, and then stayed in touch over the years, and now I'm here. Well, I, what when you when you got the call from Kevin about coming here to UNLV, what did you think? Uh, um, for, first thing when he got the job, called him and, and was just truly excited because. I kind of said this before, when we were in northern Arizona, there was times we were almost, I don't want to say sneak down to, 
I don't want to say sneak down to Vegas, but uh, we used to come down and, and, and continue to see games and see things. Uh, so I know how much this job meant to him. Yeah, well, I mean, Kevin's heart is here, and I think one of the great things about about having Kevin Kruger at the helm of the Runner Rebel program is I think we have a chance to have some stability in the program at the top of the program for quite a while. And, and, and you know as well as anybody that you need that uh, as a founding block, as a foundation, in order to get this program where we want it to be. And, and if you and Kevin and, and, and the entire staff, you know, if there's a chance to keep this group together for a while, it, it's only going to benefit the program. Thank you. Thank you. No, that means a lot. And, and this city and this program definitely means a lot to, to Coach Kruger. Um, you know, when, when I first asked him where he was from, he said Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and that's just how he truly feels about it. And so when he got the call to, or when he was able to get the job here, I just knew how much it meant to him and his family. So it was, it was mostly just being happy for him. And then a couple weeks later, and you know, a couple things worked out, I guess, the way it's supposed to. And he – Asked me to come out here, and it was it was a no brainer for me. Yeah, I, I mean, you, if if you're Kevin and you've got a choice of saying where you're from, and and no <laughs> offense to those other places, I would have picked Las Vegas too. Yeah. Well, 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 you know, we have some Texas guys here. I'm from Texas, and we have a, you know, he's actually from Texas, born in Texas. So I didn't take it personal. He didn't say he was from Texas, uh, but but well, you he, know, Vegas is his home. That's where his heart is. He could have said Champagne. He could have said. Right. Manhattan. Right. He could have said Gainesville. I mean, there are a lot of places he could have said, but but Vegas is is his home. And Curtis, you and I have talked about that before, and and it, it's a big reason why he was the right choice to head this program. Yeah, yeah. I'm. There's a lot of reasons, I, and I've been on my soapbox uh, months ago, back in the, in the early spring, about why I thought it was Kevin or a guy like Kevin, um, and, and his love for this city. Even though he only played here one year, the, the seven years that his dad and, and Barb spent. Um, a part of this community and, and coaching the Runner Rebels and building that program. Kevin had a big hand in it exteriorly, and he was there every step of the way. And he loves Las Vegas. Um, I'm glad he says he's from Las Vegas um, because we spent our adult years here. This is where we kind of grew up and found ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he loves this program, and, and he got to do some things as a Running Rebel um, that he wasn't able to do in his college years before that. Um, and, and I think that he bleeds scarlet and gray, um, and, and it really means a lot to him to to do a great job at this, and I think it would – kill him if he failed and that's why i think he will not fail because this is so important to him um and it really means it, it means a lot no you're, you're you're absolutely right and even you know obviously congratulations to his wife ali and and him and him on she's having the their, real mvp she she is a real mvp <laughs> no and, doubt. And we we told her we were like ali you are a true gangster um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you you do what you do and, and able to have his baby girl new baby girl and then like Curtis just said, it means so much to him. He came in the office today, you know, probably on 30 minutes of sleep on a hospital couch and had the energy for the guys today, was in a film room with him, had high energy in practice, and you would have had no idea, you know, he has a new one-day-old baby girl at home. And uh, that's just the passion. That's just who he is. And, and Curtis, you played with him. You know, man, he is feisty. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's funny because people don't don't see that. They don't right. see a lot. Right. I mean, he hides it well. I think we we've seen it at times over the course of the last couple of games and his, right. his demeanor on the sideline. But there's a lot of spice to Mr. Kevin Kruger. Um, <laughs> you, I saw it. I lived with him. I played with him. Saw it in the locker room. I'm right. off the court. But I think that's what drives him because he can really channel it and put it to good use. And yes. um, he he doesn't wear his emotions on his sleeve. But I think that's a good part about him being a coach because. He can impact his young men, but not get too high or get too low, 
and allow them to feed off of that negatively or positively, but keep the same even keel like Coach Lon Kruger did. But when you know that they're mad, oh my gosh, you better oh, no. stay away and just try to prevent them to even get to that point because yeah. all hell will break loose, but in the most nicest way. Yeah, and, and, well, I mean, and, and Kevin has his way of expressing it, and we're 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 learning and we're seeing it. It's a little bit more uh, open than than his dad, because because when Lon would get mad at you. He, not only would you feel scared, but you'd feel bad. Yeah, like and, you let him down. Right. Yes. Oh, right. man. And, and he wouldn't say anything. He would just look at you. <sighs> Kurt, I go- come on, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, damn it. <laughs> and all he had to do is look at you. And then you'd be... I'm Dad, sorry. Yeah, you'd I'm you'd sorry. sort of shrink. And yes, you'd, you'd shrivel up and go to a ball. I'm so sorry, Coach. I'll never do it again. I can do better. I know what I needed to do. You're right. Right. And, right. and Kevin has the ability to, to – and, and I'm not saying – I'm not trying to be funny here, but players, I think, react to him the same way. They want to do well for him. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm sorry, Brandon, but I think it's because that they can feel that him and his staff, they genuinely care. Yes. That's what it comes down to. When Coach Kruger cared about me and asked about my mom and how I was doing – and my family, I was like, wow, you, wh- why do you want to know? But they're doing great. My mom will be down uh, during, during the holidays to come watch this play. And yeah. that made it feel like there was more to it. And he actually cared about how I was and as a person off the court. So I would die for the guy on the court. And, I, and that's how Kevin approaches it from my perspective. Absolutely, 100%. One thing he, he says to the guys a lot, he said, that's fair, right? Uh, when we're in the huddles all the time, uh, at the end of practice or the beginning, he's always saying, hey, what do you need from us? And that's one of the first things. And then he, uh, he follows it up by saying whether it's coaching or whatever it is, he's saying that's fair, right? So the level of accountability is there. He'll look you in the eye. He'll communicate. And, and, and the guys respond to it or they're responding to it now. So, you know, today kind of coming off of a hard loss against Wichita State, you know, the guys all eye contact and, and they were focused, locked in to, to get better. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about Brandon and, uh, and his role on the staff and then – Look at the two games uh, uh, over the weekend at the Roman Main event, uh, the games against Michigan and against Wichita State. We'll, uh, we'll take a break. We want to remind you that EOS is a better gym. It's got a better price. EOS Fitness, proud partner of UNLV Athletics. You are listening to the Runner Rebel Coaches Show from Bailiwick inside the Orleans Hotel Casino on the UNLV Sports Network from Learfield. With you at Bailiwick inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino, John Sandler, Curtis Terry, assistant coach Brandon Chappelle talking Runner Rebel basketball as the Runner Rebels get ready for the Poets of Whittier College tomorrow night, 6.30 at the Thomas and Mac. We'll be on the air at 6 o'clock with Runner Rebel warm-up. Uh, Rebels coming off a tough weekend uh, against the number four team in the country at that time, the Wolverines of Michigan on Friday, and then uh, the great game and the great battle and the whatever you want to call it at the end. Uh, against Wichita State. Uh, but, uh, Brandon, we're, we're talking about this group, and let, let's start with how they've, they've reacted and how they've, they've in your opinion, of kind of getting ready to bounce back from that, from that tough loss against Wichita State. Yeah, it, um, as cliche as it sounds, it started in the locker room after the game. Um, one thing about, uh, about our team, you can, you can feel the emotion with them, whether it's, one day they come in high energetic. One day they come in a little silly but focused. And at the end in the locker room, like you can tell, it truly hurt. And, and what, what Coach Kruger did was he made sure they understood that that hurt meant something and that if it hurts, that means it's real and it means something. 
So the fact they had that energy in the locker room and they came in to practice today focused in film, uh, focused on the court, and um, I'll tell you what, they're ready to get after it tomorrow night. I, I think the fans understand and appreciate that. Uh, let, let's talk about the Michigan game first. Uh, we, we, Curtis and I spent some time talking about it before the game. How because the group you brought in is a, is a veteran group, maybe they didn't have as much playing time as, as they would have liked, but at least they were older and they've been in games like that, they've been in spotlights. We didn't expect them to, to have a deer in the headlights moment, and they didn't. And they battled Michigan solid for 30, 34 minutes before just the, the size and the, 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 the skill of Michigan kind of wore them down. But uh, there were some great moments in that game. Let's listen to one of them with uh, Donovan Williams, who had a terrific weekend, made a great play in the first half. Diabate back to Houston. Houston to the elbow. Tries to get a pass to uh, Diabate. It's stolen by Williams. Williams down the lane. Williams down the right side. Lays it up and in, and we're tied. His length and his athleticism, he's starting to, I think, get comfortable with it and you be able to use it on the defensive end, and there he turns it into offense. Yeah, every, every day uh, Coach Kruger challenges him. You know, he, he, he kind of says a thing where, you know, it's like you, you have to take advantage of your length and don't be our size. Be, be you know, be that wingspan that, that God gift um, that you were given. And now he's starting to understand he can affect the game without scoring. One thing about these guys transferring in, and you made a great point, you know, let's be honest, this is new roles for some most of these guys. You know, Roy Sam, Donovan Williams, Jordan McKay, uh, Victor, those guys, you know, they were able to play against pros in practice every day for like the last two, three years. But now they have their opportunity to go out there and do it themselves. So playing in Michigan, they've – been in scout reports with these guys, and, and, and they know what it takes. They've been out there. So now that they have their opportunity, to be honest, they're, they were excited about it. They're embracing the chance to, to have that opportunity that, they, that they've seen their brothers have at their other schools. So now, as far as Donovan, he, he's, I mean, he's special. And uh, he's constantly working every single day, watching film, getting in extra, and, and we're challenging him. Coach Kruger does not let him off the hook any day. He, he, he continues to encourage them to get deflections, to make plays, to use his length. And, and, and that confidence is starting to spill over into game action. And I, I've mentioned it before, and I thought it was a great observation. I was talking to him about this season and, and, and being able to be on the floor. And, and he said what, one of the things he was looking forward to most was being able to play through mistakes. Yes. That when he was at Texas, if he made a mistake, he was on the bench. Right. But Rebels are counting on him. And... and the ability to play through it, learn from it, and, and, and you know, make amends on the floor. I, th- I think it's a, it's a, it was a great observation for him. No, no question. And, and that's, that's the philosophy that Kevin has. And that's where with him as a former player, he understands how important it is not to look over your shoulder. Now, you know, of course, you can't go out there and, and, and just throw all the ball around and expect not to have consequences. <laughs> uh, but, but the truth of the matter is, Coach wants them to play. He's constantly instilling uh, confidence into the guys individually and – and you know this is this is our fifth game together. So you know they're 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 starting to get things, and practice is looking sharper. Games are looking different. So it's it's continuing to grow. Curtis, uh, as I said, you and I spent some time talking about the the fact that the guys were going to be ready for Michigan, and they were. But I still think it was it, it maybe impressed us a little bit more than we that at least I anticipated their ability to play to sort of toe to toe with with Michigan for as long as they did. Yeah, and 
all it was all day Friday. I was just like, "Ooh, what, what's the feeling? What's going to happen?" I didn't, and I didn't get that feeling like I did two years ago when we were at San Diego State yeah. when they were number four. I called it. I knew it was going to happen. Just felt it in my bones, but I didn't have a read uh, on the game on Friday, and good or bad, and I was just unsure of of how we would show up and what we would do. But also Michigan coming off their loss. True, um, true, but, but like true. we talked about, John, those guys that are transferred in were on teams that have been in those types of games, played in big arenas, uh, been to the NCAA tournament, but they didn't have the big roles, but they had hoped for that. They had wished for that. And now they had it. And I think they all stepped up to the plate. Uh, they all handled, handled their business very well. Uh, but we just, again, we came up short, but I was very proud about their effort, their tenacity and not backing down against a team that's top five in the country. And no, no moment in the game was bigger than right at the end of the first half. Uh, Bryce Hamilton, Bryce Hamilton uh, capping off what was a 9 nothing run to kind of get the Rebels back into the game. Let's hear it. Bryce comes right side. Bryce is going to step back and shoot a three, and he'll hit it. Bryce with two seconds to go, knocks down the three. It's a three-point Michigan lead. The Rebels go on a 9 nothing run to end the half, and what a shot by Bryce Hamilton to cut the lead to 35-32. Bryce there's a difference in the, in, the, in the type of confidence that he's playing with now. In the past, Bryce has always been confident on his, in his offensive ability. But he's had the burden of having to carry a team. And he's had the burden of knowing that if he doesn't get it done, it probably isn't going to get done. That was just the truth. He doesn't have that same burden here. Yes, he's the number one option. Yes, he's, he's, number, he's top of the scouting report, and he's going to have to make some adjustments. We saw it against both Michigan and Wichita State. The teams are not going to let him just drive the lane and spin. He's going to find two or three sets of arms and bodies in his way, and, and he's going he's to have to make some adjustments. But he doesn't have that pressure or, or that concern of, boy, I've I got to make every shot because if I don't, we're in, we're in deep trouble. Right, right. You're absolutely right. And and one thing about Bryce, and, and I, I can say this confidently, and, and I think you guys would agree, he's a gamer. Uh, he's a gamer. But what we're trying and, and what Coach Kruger is putting pressure on him for is to be a practicer too. So every single day, these plays that you're seeing, Bryce does that in practice. And so I say that because the rest of the team has the confidence that he can do it in the game. It isn't like you know, the lights are on. Oh, we haven't seen this gear in Bryce before. And, you know, they see it every day in practice. So, you know, they're learning to play off of them and learning to be ready. And, yes, Bryce is going to be at the head of every scout report. And they're going to constantly – he's going to get trapped. He's going to get double teamed. And, and the great thing about our team, and I can say this confidently as well, they know their opportunities are going to come off of Bryce. Um, so, so we're continuing to grow and, and get ready for that. But but he's got to recognize that, and, and and he's still, I think, I mean, at least from from our perspective, he's still in that position occasionally of getting in the lane, and he's still got that attitude of I've got to finish this instead of, okay, here comes the triple team, right? Where, where's Jordan? Where's Donovan? Where you know? Where's Royce? That kind of stuff. Well, how well, do you how do you get that going? Well, well, I'll be honest, if if. If you think about it, like the rest of these transfers coming in, it's a new role for them, right? They haven't been in this role. It's the same thing yes, for Bryce as well. Exactly. Uh, everyone is growing kind of at not the same level, but everyone is growing and, and, and gelling and, and getting together. And so just how these guys are in these new moments, Bryce is in, is in new moments as well. So um, one thing I can say, man, they're a tight-knit group. You know, if you've come to our practices or you see these guys – 
uh, you can see a combination of any one of them hanging out outside of the court. And so, so they're a tight group. They pull for each other. They work hard. And, and you know, I have the confidence that they're going to come out and, and continue to grow. Curtis, when, when you watch Bryce play and watch the evolution of his game over the, the last three-plus years, what has impressed you most, and what are you looking forward to the rest of this season with Bryce Hamilton? Uh, I think the, the, the thing that impresses me most and probably everybody else is that at the, uh, the ability he has to put the ball in the basket, flat out the kick and score. I mean, and it's, it's ridiculous um, that he's left-handed. Everybody knows it. You can see it from a mile away, and they still allow him to go left and finish left or come back to his left. Um, but like we've talked about, Bryce over the years has learned to become a basketball player. I mean, he came in and just was talented uh, as a high school senior coming in as a freshman to be able to score, but he's had to learn how to play defense, like they're talking about, how to be able to, to practice every day. Um, and I think the thing with Bryce now is learning how to trust your teammates, that they can finish plays or that they can help you uh, complete opportunities. Because in the past, we've seen Bryce, when I get down there, it doesn't matter who it is, I'm gonna, I got, it's on me. And if not, he's probably right, we probably didn't have a chance. Right. But now I think he's starting to see it because it comes in, it ebbs and flows. And when he gets to the paint and they converge on him, I think he sees the guy, but sometimes he sees it too late, and so then he tries to finish. But once he gets in there, and before he even gathers, he sees that help come and the big guy uh, come up the lane and the defender stay on his hip, that's when he's got to make that extra pass and trust that they're going to make the right play, whether that's shooting it and knocking it down or driving and kicking to another teammate. Uh, but when he completely grasps driving and kicking, the game's going to become easier because then the defense is going to have to shift off of him, and then when he gets it back on that second attack, I think he'll be more effective because the defense isn't set. But I love Bryce. I think how he's grown, um, it's, it's been amazing to see it because at, there was a point where I didn't think he was going to be able to turn the corner and be a f- complete player, but now that we see it, um, and once the kid decides to play some defense, I think then things will get very scary. Uh, but Bryce Hamilton is doing a great job leading this team so far this year. Wow, wow. That, that, and, and just from – Curtis being a player here that grinded here, that won here, and hearing him say that, that gives us the confidence that, that we're on the right track and that he's doing the right thing uh, because you're right, it's a, it's a total game. And, and one thing about Bryce, he's extremely intelligent. If you haven't talked to him or hear him talk, he understands what's going on. He knows what he needs to do now. It's just a matter of learning and growing, and, and you know, he clocks in every day. You know, he watches film with Coach Kruger and Coach Buckley as well as with the team every day, so – so we're, we're looking to make those plays that Curtis just talked about. And to add to that, I think another thing that I've, I've seen and, and grown to love is the personality that Bryce Hamilton is now showing us. Yeah, because yeah, over the yeah. last few years, he's been very quiet and reserved and, uh, and did his own thing, but still a very respectful young man. But now, I mean, Bryce is on TikTok and Instagram, and he's dancing, dancing and he's showing his personality. And, right. and I didn't know the kid had it. But I think, again, being around people can bring yep. out the best of you. Yep. And he's definitely been in that position with his new teammates coming in. And that's what really lets me know that these guys really enjoy being around each other. And when you have that bond, special things can happen on the court. Mike, Mike Nuga, man, he, he's going to pull it out of everybody. Uh, he is, a, he is a, a, a fireball full of energy, and he is unapologetic about it. And, and Bryce is a guy that he's kind of latched onto, and they have a good relationship, as well as everybody else on the team. And like you said, yeah, I, I was surprised myself seeing TikTok dances and stuff. I'm like, what's going on around here? Now, now we're, we're, we can take a break, but before we do, one last question about the Michigan game, and this is completely uh, on a different tack. When Mike fouled Diabate with about four or five seconds to go in the game and all the Michigan fans were going crazy, did you guys know what was going on there? 
Yeah, we had a feel. <laughs> okay, I just wanted just wanted to make sure somebody We're in Vegas, right? Exactly. Somebody from Michigan needs to send Mike Nuga an NIL deal because uh, he he did a solid for those people. That might it, be a violation because it's tied to betting. So let's not even go. Oh, there. okay. All, but they can send it to me again. There you go. There you go. <laughs> But anyway, we'll, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Wichita State and talk about that game and talk about uh, all the most of the things do, that happened. Do we have to? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the good. We'll talk about the good. I want to remind fans that Finley Chevrolet is located in the southwest at 215 in South Rainbow. It's Nevada, Nevada's number one Chevrolet volume dealership, and frankly, they're customer-driven. You're listening to the Runner Rebel Coaches Show from Bailiwick inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino on the UNLV Sports Network from Learfield. Back here at Bailiwick inside the Orleans Hotel and Casino, the Runner Rebel Coaches Show, this week featuring assistant coach Brandon Chappelle as uh, head coach Kevin Kruger is at home with newborn Vivi and uh, his lovely wife Allie welcoming Vivi to the family yesterday, and uh, he'll spend one full day, uh, or one full evening, I should say, uh, taking care of that and then get right back uh, to the coaching duties as the Runner Rebels Take on Whittier College tomorrow. The Poets at 6.30 at the Thomas and Mac. Come on out. should be a lot of fun tomorrow night. Uh, get these guys going uh, back on the winning track after the weekend and then uh, get ready for UCLA on Saturday afternoon. That's a 2 o'clock tip. 6.30 tomorrow night, 6 o'clock pregame on the radio, and then uh, 2 o'clock on, Sunday, on Saturday pardon me, against UCLA. Coach, we, you had the scout on Wichita State. We talked before the game, and you talked about it being, quote, a culture game. The fact that Wichita State has established a culture of winning and a culture of success, and the Rebels are building that. But you saw those two programs go up against each other and fight tooth and nail to the very end. Yes, absolutely. Well, it, it was the best thing about this weekend. And, and for one, you talk about culture. I mean, Arizona National Championship, you know, Michigan Final Fours, Wichita State Final Fours, UNLV Final Fours National Championship. So, the fact that we were out there and, 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 and with that level of play, the whole weekend was culture. Um, but as far as with Wichita State, uh, it was culture as far as uh, um, ha- how they have an established style of play. We knew Wichita State was going to be aggressive. We knew they, was gonna, they were going to stick with what they do, which is play extremely hard and take, and take shots that are extremely aggressive. So our guys were, I, I think, you know, you could kind of tell how they came out they were ready to start the game. Uh, uh, little, you know, little detailed things that they were locked in on and, and, and have to give Coach Kruger a lot of, lot of credit because he had those guys ready and mentally prepared for it. Well, nobody more ready than uh, a guy you mentioned just a few minutes ago, Mike Nuga, made some terrific drives to the basket. Here's one of them. Jordan into the lane, kicks the ball back to Nuga. Nuga drives. Nuga down the right side. Scoop shot layup off the glass and in. Nice move by Mike Nuga. He is such a valuable weapon because kind of like Bryce Hamilton, different player, but he can score in so many different ways. Yes, yes, he can. And, and, and you know, Mike has a journey of himself uh, as far as his basketball journey. He's played for several different coaches. He's played at several different levels. And previous to coming here when he was at Kent State, his job was to put the ball in the hole and have high-level energy every day. So have to give him a lot of credit because his role is different from what it was at Kent State. But he is equally as confident and fearless as Bryce and the rest of our guys are. And, and you mentioned what, a, what an influence he is on the guys in general. Yeah. Well, even like today, I mean, let's be honest, and, and, and I think we all have 
you know, woke up the next day after Wichita State feeling a little hurt. And, and Mike came in today, you know, the music going, he's dancing, and he's like, yo, let's go, let's bounce back. What's up? You know, just, just bringing the energy in there, and uh, it, it carries over. You know, sometimes, you know, you can get a little silly, and he's a good guy. <laughs> but uh, his energy's there, and he's fearless. Another guy who had a terrific game and I think who has begun to uh, take this town by storm a little bit is uh, the runner-rebel point guard, Jordan McCabe, and he's been shooting it really well. Here's another one. Nuga back to McCabe. Long three for Jordan. McCabe is good. McCabe shooting it extremely well this year. Rebels back out in front by 5, 25-20. We've seen McCabe on a couple of occasions transition threes. Uh, it's such a valuable weapon. No, it's valuable. Jordan, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm be giving these guys a lot of credit. Um, he, Don't he, give them too much. We've yeah, got to keep them right. hungry. You're right. You are not lying. You are not lying. <laughs> Um, but he, he comes in, and he's a routine guy. He's, he's there at 7 a.m. every single day getting his shot routine in, getting his free throws in. Um, you don't even have to call. You don't have to worry about it. You hear a ball bouncing. It's him early in the morning. And to see him come out there and play as well as he's, he has and his relationship with Coach Kruger and how he has a grasp of, of what Coach wants offensively and, and seeing him get some, you know, Help, help get his rhythm back because, again, he went to West Virginia, another culture program where, you know, he, he played behind or played with, you know, an NBA player himself over there and, and a couple guys. So he's another one that's ready for this opportunity and excited about it. And he got people talking with this pass to Royce Ham. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Behind the back pass to Royce Ham for the layup. Great pass from McCabe. And Royce Ham said, I caught that one. And laid it up in an 11-point Rebel lead, 44-33. And what, what was great about that is the way Jordan took his time. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, however you want to put it. The pass was complete, and we're going <laughs> to leave it at that. Okay. No, no he's uh, <laughs> you know, for, for, for coaches, we obviously want the, the, the more, less risk passes, but, but we've seen it a few times in practice, and, and we constantly tell him, you know, let's play sound and solid, but – you know, it is what it is. Basketball is an imperfect game. It's an entertaining game. And if that pass is completed, we're not going to take it back. Yeah, that one didn't hit the backboard. <laughs> that one didn't hit the backboard like the other the one the game before. No, it didn't. It <laughs> didn't. But, but I think it, it, it goes to his feel. He has a feel. He understands where people are at on the court. Uh, I'm, I know it was entertaining, and I'm not promoting that pass at all. But he does have an understanding uh, offensively of where guys are and, and what he can do. Curtis, as a player, do you? I mean, do you like your point guard being, you know, throwing that out every once in a while? Yeah, or? your point guard's got to have a little flavor, a little swag, some style, um, just the confidence because your teammates feed off of that. I mean, if that's how confident Jordan is, in, that's how confident he is in his game to be able to, to say, "I can make these plays." Right now, obviously, right. if you don't make them, yep, you, that's when we're gonna we're gonna see that face from Kevin um, <laughs> that we've been talking about, but. I, I was known to, to throw a couple crazy ones here and there. Um, but, again, you don't go out there without practicing them, like you talked about. Correct. He's trying these in the gym uh, during the summer. Uh, and then he pulls his tricks out during game time. But those types of plays can energize your team. Um, it, it got them going. Uh, but then he turned around and, and did it again. And good thing he completed it as well. No, no, I agree. And, and it's also, too, the, the type of coach that Coach Kruger is. Jordan was playing a great floor game. Leading up into those passes, it's not like he came out first play. Let me get 
let me get busy out there a little bit. He he was playing well, and, and like like Curtis said, man, he, his confidence was rising as the game was going. And if Jordan is smart, he, he watched some film of Kevin during that Sweet 16 season because Kevin had a little flavor and style. His <laughs> hair was, was a little yep. long and shaggy, and he made some crazy passes and some deep threes. Uh, so, again, right. Jordan McCabe is, is following the footsteps of his coach who was a former UNLV point guard. Another guy who, who hit a big three in that game and, and a guy who I think – has surprised everybody with the program. Josh Baker, let's hear that one. Cross-court pass deflected by Williams, taken by Williams. Two-on-one break. Williams down the right side. Williams reverses to McCabe. McCabe out to Baker. Baker alone for a three, and he hit it. Josh Baker hits a big three for the Rebels. He's been a pleasant surprise for you guys. Absolutely, and that's been from from day one, just his personality alone. Um, But then seeing plays like that happen and, and Coach Kruger is pulling for him constantly because he puts the work in on his shot. He is extremely uh, really good shooter, feet set. The guys know it. Everyone's confident in him. It's just those first couple games, it's just back rim, in and out, wasn't necessarily going in. So to see him have uh, – for him to see it go in, uh, that, 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 that was really good going forward. You talk about energy. You talk about work. You talk about effort. You talk about prioritizing defense and making that the hallmark of this team. And with all these old guys, with all these guys coming in as as fourth year juniors and ninth year, you know, whatever it is, with all this COVID stuff, the guy who has exemplified all of that is a freshman. As Keyshawn Gilbert has just absolutely been, you know, he doesn't get it all right all the time. He's a freshman. Right. He's going to make mistakes. Right. But he had the biggest play for the Runner Rebels in that game uh, against Wichita State. Take a listen. Bryce working on the much bigger Poto. Double clutch shot. Back iron, no good. Put back by Keyshawn Gilbert is good. Five seconds to go, and the Rebels have a one-point lead. Timeout called by Wichita State. All right, all right, cut the tape. Cut yeah, the for tape. real, that's it. Cut go home, tape. have a good no, night. We're, do- we're done there. That's why, that's why I say 3-1-1. One, and one. Uh, but, but that play, I, I, it, it exemplifies the heart and the guts of this kid. Yeah, no, he's – I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm used the same words over, and I'm not scared to do it. Fearless. Uh, he he's the only freshman on this team. He's there with all older guys. Uh, he just turned 18 a couple months ago, and and he understands, and he's starting to get a feel for his role on this team, where energy is number one, and he's excited about changing the game. But again, this is him every single day since the day we met him, uh, when guys were going into the portal, and you know, recruits were figuring things out. Uh, he stood the he stood the course, and he called Coach Kruger and said, "No, I'm I'm not changing. You're running the show, and I want to be there and I want to fight for it." And and Coach Kruger and and Coach Buckley, they were like, "Hey, he's going to bring a chip and an edge to our team every single day." And you know, Coach Hartman and I didn't know him, and and since day one, he's been the exact same guy. So we're excited for him. Curtis, how impressed are you with Keyshawn Gilbert? You can't not love Keyshawn. I mean, what the energy and effort he brings. And the fact that he's bringing that on the defensive side of the ball right, is, right. Even, is all that am- more amazing. Um, and, and like Coach Brandon just said, I mean, he's fearless. I think he just doesn't even know any better. Naive a there, little bit. Yeah, I mean, just naive, wet behind the ears and still figuring it out. But the fact that you don't have to, to rev him up and get him going, all you're going to have to do is pull him back and say, calm down, slow down a little bit, pick and choose your spots. That's amazing because that is going to rub off on the incoming guys moving forward. And that's how you build a program. So if they say, dang, Keyshawn plays that hard every time, man, if I want to get on the court, I got to do it too. 
Curtis Sean gets me excited. That's because he's a difference maker in terms of what he did. His three putbacks were huge in the course of the game. Absolutely right. It was, and, 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 and I love seeing Curtis get excited about it, but this stuff never leaves you. You know, once it's in you, it doesn't go away. One story about Keyshawn I'll kind of share with you guys is just to kind of let you know, like he said, kind of naive and excited and fearless. We were sitting before practice one game. I think it was after our first game against Gardner-Webb, and we were in shoot-around, and he kind of just looked up around, and he was like, dang, it's crazy, man. I'm really a college basketball player at UNLV. <laughs> Uh, that that's just the appreciation he has for it. So that that's energy, great. that's great. Yeah, that is no, so that, good. that energy and that passion. And I'm serious. I got chills re- saying that again because he truly meant that. Like he literally looked around and was like, "Wow, this is crazy." Like I was in high school last year. Let me do the math. I'm here this summer, <laughs> and I just had a game. And wow, I'm really a college basketball player at UNLV. And so when you see him out there going that hard and doing those things, that's his mentality. It's fantastic. Hey, fans, remember that there are so many ways to be satisfied at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. Savor the latest and greatest variety of flavors right here at Bailiwick All-American Pub and Eatery. It's food and fun. It's what they do. Back with more on the Runner Rebel Coaches Show from Bailiwick inside the Orleans on the UNLV Sports Network from Learfield. Our final segment here on the Runner Rebel Coaches Show, getting ready for the Poets of Whittier College tomorrow night at the Thomas and Mac, uh, 6.30 tip. Curtis and I, Steve and Nick, will have it for you starting at 6 o'clock with Runner Rebel warm-up and then uh, the big one against UCLA on Saturday. The Bruins tonight in Vegas uh, taking on Gonzaga, which would be a tremendous game over at T-Mobile, and then they'll... Uh, I would assume go home and come back for a Saturday afternoon tilt against the Runner Rebels at the Thomas and Mac. That's a 2 o'clock tip, and boy, we would love to see the Thomas and Mac packed with Runner Rebel fans for the game against UCLA. Come on, Rebel fans. Let's let's pack this thing out. Come on, Rebel fans. That's assistant coach Brandon Chappelle joining us. Kevin Kruger at home with brand-new baby Vivi and his uh, daughter Cammie and lovely wife Allie, the the one-day-old, as uh, she'll uh, hopefully – uh, usher in a, a victory tomorrow night for the Runner Rebels. Curtis Terry, John Sandler, and assistant coach Brandon Chappelle. Coach, you, you talked about culture. This this program has, because of a lack of stability, because a whole bunch of factors, it hasn't had that culture, that foundation inherent in it in a while. It's It's there, but it's been, let's say it's been dormant. It's just kind of sitting there. It's time to get it going. I think the pieces are in place, and we've talked about Kevin Kruger and his, his importance and his role in that. How do you see it? How do you see this program building over the next few years? Um, I mean, it obviously starts with Coach Kruger at the top with being here, with, with watching his dad's daily habits here, with playing it, with, with having blood, sweat, and tears in his culture. That That's number one where it's going. We want to get back to that place where, you know, we're automatic bid team. And where we can get, where we know we're going to NCAA tournaments every year, and um, that's 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 the first thing. But then also, getting guys coming here that that have that same passion or and that same appreciation that Keyshawn has, and that all these guys that have here right now, where it's appreciation to be here, and and I think that's big on culture because Coach Kruger is extremely appreciative for this opportunity here as well as we are as a staff and everybody a part of the program. And, and I think that's where it starts to continue to grow. Curtis, as, as, a, as an alum and as a, a proud alum 
of this program. Give us your perspective on on what you're seeing starting now. The start of, of something beautiful and special. Um, no, but seriously, I, I think yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think we're taking steps and we're seeing progress each and every night out from this team and this group of guys in terms of they're not having the same mistakes day after day. And they're learning from those mistakes, whether it's in practice or in film. Um, and they're coming out with a conscious effort to improve and be better. And ultimately, again, it's going to take some time, but we're taking the steps and it starts now because once you get the new group of recruits coming in and then you do it a second and third time, that's when these guys learn. Like I said, like if Keyshawn plays that hard, that's how hard I got to play to get on the court. Right. That sets the standard. Right. So everything this team does now is so important that they don't even know it because it reminds me of my freshman year when we had all those guys and we weren't very good. We were 17 and 13. We went to the NIT. We were dysfunctional. But those guys are the reasons that we had success, and Coach Kruger took those teams to the NCAA tournament because those guys set the standard of how hard we had to play. Right. I give them credit, and this group of guys for Coach Kevin and Brandon, that's what they're going to do for future groups. How much harder is it going to be to build that culture in an NCAA environment where guys are going to be flying around from program to program? Uh, you, you hope the stability is here, but this ability to transfer without having to sit out, everybody's going to have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and that's on both sides of the spectrum. Obviously, uh, transfers coming in and the guys we have here, we want them to know that they're well taken care of, that everything that we said we were going to do here, we did it, and so that when they get here, they want to stay. Um, but also, too, when you talk about culture, and one thing that, and I can speak for the staff, and, and I believe I can speak for Coach Kruger on this, where we love the fact that people are like, man, you guys played hard, y'all fought, y'all did this and that, blah, blah, blah. We just came up short. We want the culture to be where, yeah, we played hard. We always play hard. Like, we didn't win the game or we won the game. That's where we want it to where, you know, of course, like, like Curtis just said, it's a stepping stone and we're working in that way. But we want it to where, you know, we not only just played hard, we won the game. And playing hard is automatic. And that is what you know you're going to see out of this team every single game. That's not going to surprise you. Well, I, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised anymore this year because we've well, seen it. I hope it. so. We've I seen hope it. we're surprised on Saturday. There we go. <laughs> there but we go. We've, uh, we've seen that, that toughness and that effort in the first five days, days and first five games of the year, and we are going to continue to see it as the year goes along. Real quickly, Mr. Fries Man is new to Las Vegas and serving up gourmet fries with endless combinations of meats and sauces. Hey, Rebel fans, be sure to sing for that late-night craving or uh, swing by for that late-night craving or, or delicious lunch. Located on Flamingo between uh, Maryland Parkway and Cambridge. Check them out online at mrfriesman.com. Coach Pell, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming out. Uh, a worthy cause as you fill in for Coach Kruger as he's home with Viv yeah. and the family. But uh, we appreciate it. We, we know we're going to have you back. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have it back because Kevin's having a third baby or what. <laughs> not, not, uh, not, not anytime soon. Right. Let's put it that way. <laughs> thank, thank you all for not getting up and leaving when you saw me here and <laughs> Coach Kruger not here. But but thank you guys for all the support and the love and and. and Sure, let's go Rebels. Absolutely. Rebels back at it tomorrow night, 6.30 against the Poets of Whittier College. Curtis and I on the air at 6 o'clock with Runner Rebel warm-up and then 2 o'clock on uh, Saturday against UCLA, a 1.30 Runner Rebel warm-up. We are back here uh, next week. We'll get you all those details. Thanks to Ari back in our Learfield studios. Nick doing his usual great job engineering. For Coach, 
Chappelle, for Curtis, this is John saying thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow night from the Thomas and Mac. Have a great evening, everybody. Hotel and Casino. You've been listening to the Runnin' Rebels Coaches Show, presented by Fenley Toyota. Also brought to you by Boyd Gaming, Be Connected, proud sponsor of UNLV Athletics. And by Fenley Chevrolet. Frankly, we're customer-driven. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Rebel Sports Network.